Hello and welcome to Queen Pod. We are on a mission to bring you a companion piece to the entire Queen back catalogue, track by track, album by album. And incredibly, the band are very kindly letting us play all their music, which makes us the only podcast on earth with Queen playing all the way through it. However, we do need your support, so if you are in a position to do that, kindly pop over to patreon.com forward slash Queen Pod to find out how. Over to you, Fred. Hello and welcome to the Queen Pods. Play Queen Loud. Hashtag PQL. Here we are. Here comes the Black Queen poking in the pile. It's comedians who's come. Nah. <laughs> Hello. I'll foe and I'll foe. Yes, mate. That's what I'm talking about. My fairy king can do right and nothing wrong. It's Queen filmmaker Simon Lupton. <laughs> Hello. Nice to see How you all. Are you? Good, you? I'm all right, yeah. My iPad keeps turning itself off at the crucial moment, so I'm having a great time. (laughs) Oh no, I'm compromised. I must apologise. It's comedian John Robbins. Hello, folks. Hello, everyone. Did I put enough emphasis on that? I must apologise. Was it all right? (laughs) Okay, thanks, John. And whoa, whoa, la, la, la. It's me, your host, Ro. Hello, everybody. And uh, hi, producer Sam. Hello. So this is a very special episode. We've come to the end of season three. Can you believe it? What a season we've had. It's been great fun, isn't it, folks? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love that! I love that unison, that unison of, uh, of passion <laughs> we have for Queen. Uh, so uh, we are doing a fan special, as is our tradition at the end of each season. Uh, we're going to do lots of fun stuff today. We've got lovely letters from listeners and questions. We're going to do the poll results on uh, uh, what Ooh. I'm calling yes B sides. It's not really B sides, but um, non-studio album studio recording tracks so, so long-winded <laughs> b-sides uh, but yes we've got the fan uh, poll results on that which is huge um and right at the end of the episode we are going to do a draw for two tickets a pe- one pair of tickets to see queen in a box at the queen and adam lambert on, on the bohemian rhapsody tour at the o2 Ooh. it's a big episode um but first i thought uh, what we should do is just draw your attention, given we're talking about the fact that we're giving tickets to to uh, Patreons to see Queen. Go along to patreon.com forward slash queenpod. See how to get involved and support us. Keep us going. This is what we want. We want to do season four. So uh, do please get involved. We've got loads of treats going on for you there. And um, one of the treats you get is a big shout out on the pod. So I have got some lovely thank yous uh, for our dear Patreons. Linda Saliez. William Kennedy and Matt Hood. What? Hood. <laughs> Suze, who you got to thank? Oh, big thanks for supporting us, Ian Glencross, Keston Decker, and Tim Holmes. Lovely. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Good pronunciation of the silent L. I like it. Like Guildford. Yes, exactly. Simon. Yes, I'd like to thank uh, to thank three fellow fairy queens. Um, they are uh, Paul Clark, the very enigmatically named Sarah, 
that's all we've got. So thank you, Sarah. Um, and Isabel Bernier, thank you to the three of you. I would like to thank these three legends, Nancy Johnson, Lee Wood and Annette Graham. Thanks, guys. Oh, so good. Thank you so much. Get involved and hear your name shouted out on the pod. We really appreciate you. Listen, let's just pile straight in with uh, a question from Mr. Dave Wynn. What is an actual video clip question? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Hi, everyone at QueenPod. Um, I thought I'd uh, drop you a quick story and a question. Um, the question's related to the story. Um, the story is actually more about a friend of mine called Steve who worked as a bouncer in Donington many, many years ago, literally decades ago now, where he came back from Donington uh, with a story that uh, he was um, working security on a particular uh, part of the fence. There's no one around and he was startled when someone said in his ear, oh, how are you? Have you been busy today? Turned around and found it was Brian May, uh, who was uh, just had gone for a walk and would just stop to have a quick chat with him. Steve was uh, was hugely shocked, but had a very pleasant conversation with him. It seems like I forget the details of it. Uh, and of course, when he relayed it to me, I was um, massively jealous <laughs> that he'd had a chance to meet Brian May, you know, one of my heroes. Um, and I just wondered, uh, it leads to the question: What um, is the most uh, surprising thing that's happened to you related to uh, perhaps members of, of Queen the band themselves or someone related to the band has uh, someone just suddenly appeared out of nowhere and caught you completely uh, by surprise and off and off guard someone from the Queen family a member of Queen or uh, anyone related to you know the, the shows the production or anything like that I'd be really interested to hear um, anything like that that's happened to you cheers oh, lovely question Dave interesting mm-hmm. question the one that, that that springs to my mind is I've sort of um, uh, evolved now because I can't reach my toes anymore. So I, I go for Manny Peddy's uh, little place down the road periodically because I just can't can't handle the rhino horn growing at my feet. So I'm there and I'm sat having my little nails done and all such. And I get a call uh, from an unknown number. So I take it and uh, it's Sally, who is Brian May's personal assistant. And she's rung me going, oh, uh, we really like it. And I was like, okay, uh, your article that you wrote. So I, I wrote this article for the Queen Fan Club magazine last Christmas about what it was like working with Brian and stuff. And then she rang me while I was getting my nails done going, oh, yeah, we really like it. It was really great. Um, oh, we'd just like to send you a little something, you know, do you mind giving us your address and such? And I was like, yeah, okay. And it slowly dawned on, on, on me that what she was saying was Brian had bloody read the thing. <laughs> and I'm like, sorry, <laughs> do you mean Brian had read it? And she was like, oh, yeah. And I went, but I said I, I wanted to go through his bins in that. <laughs> She's like, no, no, he loved it, it's fine. So I was sort of having this simultaneous, oh, happy moment and absolute horror moment at the least opportune moment. So that, that, was, that, was, that was the one that sprang to mind for me. So, yeah, I don't know if I've told that very well, but there we are. That's mine. <laughs> You said you wanted to go through his bins. Yeah, I said that uh, I was having to overcome an urge to want to follow him. Something like I wanted to follow him home and go through his bins. It was a joke, obviously. (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) But, you know, there's no smoke without fire, is there? (laughs) Wow. That is, why would I have thought of that joke? (laughs) 
so often jokes are uh, tinged with fact. Yeah, <laughs> real truth. Okay. At the heart of that, yeah. My only yeah. regret is that I haven't managed to go through his bins. That's the that's the moral of that story. You me. didn't do it, so that's all no. right then. Yeah, you yeah, resisted. I haven't been arrested yeah, for that. Good. <laughs> How about you, Suze? You ever been surprised by any sudden surprised queen by appearance? surprised by sudden queen? Only yeah. when. And it wasn't so much a surprise because I knew they were going to be there, but I didn't know they were going to be just milling around in 2012 <laughs> when I sang. I've I've mentioned this before. I'm surprised how few times I've mentioned it. Actually, I tend to drop <laughs> it in early in most conversations. I sang Barcelona at a Freddie Mercury benefit at the Savoy Hotel in 2012, and I knew. Oh, yeah. um, Roger and Brian were going to be there, but they were just like hanging around. And uh, as I came off from singing Barcelona in 2012 at the Freddie Mercury uh, Benefit Savoy <laughs> Hotel, uh, it, Brian was just in the corridor. He went and he just, in his very Brian way, just went, "Oh, thanks for doing this." And I, I sort of just went, "Ah, yeah, well," and ran off, <laughs> just ran away. I ran out of the building. I just picked up my bags and ran out of the building, <laughs> still in my dress. Do you know what they call that, Suze? They call that a lost opportunity. <laughs> Ah. Well, I, I think the only opportunity I actually had was to say, "Oh, you're very welcome," but um, sure. I, it, like, also he won't, remember, and... he won't remember. <laughs> no. He won't remember, no, and I was never going to be. I was never going to be the new Kerry Ellis, and everyone needs to just get over it. <laughs> <laughs> just move on, Jesus. Everyone needs to move on now. There's been there's been three general elections since then. Can we all just move on? <laughs> How about you, Simon? <laughs> you told me about a story last night that's tickling my mind, but go on, you must have very good ones. Um, but yes, I mean, it, the thing is, is I'm quite um, strict about when I'm sort of, when it's not work hours and I'm with family, then, you know, if if, if the phone goes and I can see it's a business call, I will I will ignore it and I'll sort of you know, leave a message and I'll get back to it when, when yeah. I'm not with the family. And um, if a member of Queen comes up to you and disturbs you in a restaurant, you say, sorry, guys, yeah. this is family time. <laughs> that, that's it. You know. But it's nice because they respect that and um, they've stopped doing that now. But, um, but no, I, obviously there are certain calls that come through where, you know, I, I will <laughs> I'll take the call. And um, whenever Jim Beach calls, that's yeah, definitely, you take the call. And it's normally fine because he's a very direct sort of um, get to the point kind of chap. So the calls are very, um, are very short. And the one I, I do remember very distinctly was I was on holiday with the family in Florida and we were at Bush Gardens, which is a big theme park stroke zoo kind of thing. And um, yeah, we were just walking there and the phone rings and it's, it's Jim. So I, I answer it and he, just launches straight into what what he's after and he keeps talking and then obviously he hears something and he just suddenly stops and went Simon are you in a zoo? <laughs> like, oh, well as a matter of fact Jim yes that's exactly where I am and he's like oh so sorry and then just carries on and uh, finishes up and, and that was it but it was just wow. I love the fact that halfway through the call it suddenly occurred to him that the monkeys in the background were just part of my normal daily routine. It is surreal, isn't it? There's something surreal about it's just always surreal. Yeah. Uh, John, have you got any uh near death encounters like we've had? <laughs> well, the first time I ever saw Brian in the flesh was I was driving down Park Street in Bristol and I think he was at one of his children's graduation from Bristol University. Oh, right. okay. And I just saw him outside the Wills Memorial Building in Bristol. 
um, with lots of people in their sort of uh, graduation gear. Um, Crashed your car. And then the, uh, that would have been like sort of early 2000s maybe, but the only other did sort of... Did you just keep driving or did you stop? Or I, I had to keep driving. Just... It's a one-way system. Um, <laughs> but the only other time I've seen anyone connected to Queen... Was a few people I know who have worked with Queen that I didn't know. So I think Tiff Stevenson, uh, oh, yeah. her dad, worked at Wembley in '86 um, really? in some capacity, and I think sound or lighting. Amazing. Um, or anyway, I'm not quite exactly sure what. Um, but then I've told this story before when I bumped into Peter Freestone in mm. Trafalgar Square one morning before going to oh, yes. Radio X because he was advising on the Bohemian Rhapsody film, and that was quite a a fun shock that said hello to him. He was very sweet. No other moments when I wouldn't have been expecting to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Good question. Thank you very much, Dave Wynn. Lovely stuff. Well, that's got us off to the races, isn't it? Yeah. Well handled. You asked a question, we answered it. Listen, let's let's talk about uh, a couple of Queen moments. We are the champions. As of recording, uh, about four or five days ago, it was the Platinum Jubilee. Did we all watch Queen at uh, the Platinum Jubilee? Oh, yes. I sure did. No, what what I did, Ro, was I got into bed and I turned on the Platinum Jubilee and I watched an hour and a half of Platinum Jubilee thinking, when are Queen going to come on? They've got to be closing the show. And I sat through musicians I'd never heard of. (laughs) No. I sat through... Diana Ross's slightly bizarre God. set. I sat through everything, mm. and then I th- and then it ended. And I thought, well, the- maybe oh, Queen didn't job. perform. And then the next day, no. I read the news, and they'd opened the thing. So I'd sat there for an hour and a half. I probably tuned in about ten minutes after Queen had finished. You had to so watch I- Rod Stewart. I watched Rod Stewart. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I watched it back uh, the next morning. I thought they were fantastic. They were fantastic. I just feel if anyone were ever in desperate need of a personal assistant, it's it's John Robbins. <laughs> just, <laughs> just someone to let you know every morning, well, Queen are opening the Jubilee tonight, so you need to tune in at whatever it is, 7 o'clock. They had a tough gig as well because uh, I think there were definitely some sound issues Early mm. on, I kept seeing Adam tap his um, earpiece, yeah. and uh, I think probably extremely wise to have them open the show because he's such a pro, and they are the ultimate pros. Yeah, um, yeah. So, also, it must yeah. be quite stressful that sort of thing because you can't really do a dress rehearsal in that environment because it's Mm-mm. a one-off, pu- very public thing. So it's not like you can turn yeah. up at we- like at Wembley and all run through your sets or whatever before. No, exactly. Arrives. Absolutely, yeah. and and I know um, the beforehand the thing they were most concerned about was that when it started, they didn't have line of vision between the three of them, because Adam was at the back with the the other drummers. Roger was on his own on the yes. front stage. Brian was hidden behind the thing on the, the mm. lift, so the three of them couldn't see each other. So it was literally just we're all going to just start and hope <laughs> that it right. that it works. Wow. Um, which you think for a band is incredibly unusual that you can't see one yeah. another when you're performing. So yeah, big That's risk. Yeah. 
But they smashed That it. is pretty epic. Yeah, they did. They really did. Was, I feel like Storm was Spike Edney on? Yeah, yeah, Spike was there and Neil and uh, and Tyler were there as well. Mm. So it had the whole band. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, so this they is were the well thing. They, they were playing in Glasgow the night before and then mm. at the London O2 the night after because I was there with yeah. a few potheads. I ran into Monique Brognon, who's one of our listeners, and she was wearing a Queen badge and everything. Shout hey. out to you, Monique. Yeah, it was wicked. Um, but, yeah, they... They were in the middle of turnarounds and all sorts. Like it can't. It was would have been yeah. hectic. I don't Absolutely. know how these guys are doing it in their seventies. <laughs> I couldn't. Do but it I now. have to say though, I mean, it's peaked now, hasn't it? When you see the Queen and Paddington Bear playing "We Will Rock You" on teacups, I loved that. I mean, what a normal country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> but it doesn't get much better than that, does it? As validation. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. royal the approval. Queen beating out We Will Rock You on a teacup. She is the ultimate waving champion. Obviously, the, the, the Bohemian Rhapsody tour has come to London. I have been along, and aside from an altercation with a merchandising girl who was horrible to me and cancelled me spending oh. all my money on Queen stuff, I had a really good time. <laughs> I finally got to take my dear sister Dana along, who wasn't able to come with me uh, to the Roger Taylor gig uh, last autumn because she was ill, but she was well enough to come to this with me, so it put us in a good mood. Although I was sat up in the gods... And it is, I mean, I obviously just going off talking about, you know, the um, the Freddie Mercury tribute a, a, a couple of weeks ago. Like the atmosphere was very, very, I was literally surrounded by people who were, they weren't even nodding their heads. They were like just watching like they were watching telly until uh. pretty much we will rock you. Then we all got, we were all allowed to get up and clap. But um, I was sort of singing along, but kind of out my breath, under my breath. But uh, I'm going again, and I'm going to bloody well go. Oh, for it good. Next time. Yeah. I'm, I'm down the. I found out I'm down the bottom near the stage. Oh, um, great! Yes, mate. Perfect. It's an epic set. They were genuine. They were on before ten past eight, and they didn't leave before ten thirty. It was like it's a proper long old gig. Mm. They they really give it some. And oh, I'm really excited. You're gonna have a great time. I'm gonna have um, to jump and, up and down. Yeah. You're going tonight, John, so be very careful not to give any spoilers away. Yes, I'm going tonight. I will be Ooh. in the Royal Box um, with <laughs> all, of, uh, all of Roger's guests. Uh, <laughs> Roger brings quite a big uh, uh, a big entourage to the shows, and Brian has a more modest um, group of folks. But yeah, I'm really excited. How about you, Simon? You've been to see it now, haven't you? Yes, yes. Uh, I feel you have a timely story. <laughs> I, I went on Monday, um, which turned out to be a huge mistake because there was a tube strike and it took me four hours to get home when it should only have taken an hour and a oh. half, but never mind. Um, oh, didn't ruin awful. the evening, but I did almost ruin it myself because um, I, I, I'd gone up there because I was having meetings up there as, as well and... Um, got invited to come and see the show. So I went and sat in the front of house sort of 
lighting booth that's sort of uh, uh, at the front, um, about halfway back through the arena. And um, we went in there literally as the lights had come down and the, the show was about to start. So I uh, there were about three or four other people there already when I arrived. So I didn't really pay any attention to them. I was concentrating on what was happening with the show and had a great time. It's, you know, it's an amazing production. It was fascinating to watch and the band were on great form. Um, and what I love about those things is it kind of empowers you, doesn't it, just to start talking to strangers because you're all there for the same thing and you're all have the, having this shared sure. experience. Yeah. Um, and having not really paid attention to who I was sat with, uh, as uh, Bohemian Rhapsody finished, uh, no spoiler alert, they play Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, Aww, and, no. um <laughs> Sorry. And while we were waiting for the surprise encore where they play two songs, I won't tell you which ones those are, um, to finish the show. Um, so the lights were down, the crowd were going berserk. And I just, yeah, in the moment, I leant across to the person I was sat next to and just said, "It's a, they're amazing, aren't they? I mean... Something along the lines of no one does it anywhere near as good as Queen do. Um, and then realised I just said that to Mike Rutherford, the lead guitarist of Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> who I'd been sat next to the whole night and hadn't clocked. And I just told him that no one was anywhere near you're, as good as Queen. You're <laughs> compared to this. <laughs> That's how you do it, Mike. Why don't you go back and tell the others? You got it Genesis, wrong all these Exodus more like. <laughs> Look and learn. Look and learn. That's yeah. funny. But it was a great show. What yeah. a golden Simon moment! I, I yeah. know that that's going to take you decades to recover from. Yeah, you absolutely. Because I really, I really, I think Mike Rutherford so is brilliant. I think he's amazing. So I'm sort of genuinely it's too late. Quite, sorry it's too if late. I he's not listening. <laughs> I think he muttered something like, "Yeah, yeah, they are good." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> amazing stuff. I love yeah, it. Yeah. So. Uh, we've also got uh, a rather major piece of Queen news that I'd love to quickly discuss, which is Brian over the weekend, uh, Brian and Roger revealed that in the autumn they are going to be releasing a new Queen song called Face It Alone with Freddie singing what was recorded during the Miracle Sessions. How excited are you to listen to that, John? Oh, very excited. I didn't know about that. Well, did he announce that on Instagram? Yeah, yeah, no, it came out uh, over the, on various, they were quite open about it on various interviews and stuff. Is this one that's already been, because loads of those miracle sessions have been leaked and are on YouTube, has this, has a version of this already? A version is on YouTube, I've just spotted. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Brian and Roger both mentioned it. Um, and is it going to be released as just as a single or online or as a uh, sort of bonus track on a, an album. Yeah, Simon's going to answer all of those questions. <laughs> it's I, it will be released as a single. Um, so yeah, you won't have to buy the album or the box set to hear it. But um, yeah, I don't know a huge amount about the plans because they're still being worked out. So I'm, I was quite surprised that the band were that forthcoming about it. Mm. Obviously well, it's out they're there. They're excited. They're obviously excited. Very excited. Very, very, very cool. excited to get a new Queen song. Very excited, apparently from the Miracle Sessions. Maybe, and this is just me doing some Sherlock Holmesing. maybe to coincide with uh, the release of a Miracle box set that we're all praying for. Let's see what happens. No one here has any information about that, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> one of the other things, I feel like Simon's going to listen back to this later and go, yeah, cut all of that. So, <laughs> one of the things I thought would be really fun to do uh, for this at this point, because we have reached the end of the 70s uh, during season three. We got to the end of Life Killers 
and began our journey into the 80s with the game. And I thought that given that we're halfway through this sort of Queen recording career, it might be nice to just touch base with what we've put into the Queen de la Queen um, and just see if you stand by our decisions. I've also, uh, our listeners are... our listener fan page, listener group, the Queen Pod fan page, Queen Pod fans. The Podheads have been doing their own votey things. Um, and so their results differ slightly from ours. So I thought you'd be curious to hear what their differences were. Mm. Made in heaven, made in heaven. So on Queen, the first album Queen, do you guys remember what we picked? Which two tracks? Uh, my Fairy King. Correct. That's offside A. What do you reckon we got offside B? Don't Difficult to don't remember, isn't it? Son and Daughter. Yeah. So my Fairy King ah. and Son and Daughter is uh, is what we got off Queen 1. Happy with those choices, guys? Yeah. Yeah. Yours. Yes. Yours. Very good. Yes. Very good. Yes. I'm yes. glad we're doing this. Uh, but there is a difference uh, with uh, our listeners. Uh, they agree with us on my Fairy King, but their pick offside B was Liar. Okay. okay. Track. Yeah. 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 We're all yeah. happy. We stand by what we've done. Oh yeah. Ah uh, yeah. I stand by my choices. Oh hell yeah! Very good. Uh, I don't think we were quora on any of that. I don't think we were quora on much. But uh, it is a good thing to remember. I can quickly tell you. For oh, you? you all agreed on my fairy king, the very first oh, did one. We? Everyone oh, said wow. my fairy king. But uh, yeah, no side B was. Susan Simon did vote for liar. And, oh yeah, uh, I do. I vote liar. <laughs> and Rowan. But I John don't mind son, son of daughter. daughter. Yeah, I'm a sure, I'm a Democrat. Yeah, uh, but you're more in tune with the people. I feel. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. That's the thing. Good fun, good fun. Uh, let's have a listener question now. This is from Michael Smith, um, and I think this is a, a heck of a brain teaser. It's a good question. Well, let's let's see what you think. If you had to think of an alternative name for the band apart from Queen, what would you choose? I've been thinking about this a while and can't come up with one, so maybe it's a stupid question. Thank you, Michael Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, just like that, but with loads of oh, information. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, but all, all one capitals. word. 
<laughs> one word. All one is word, loads of vowels. Uh, it's E-A-O-H. Yes. And then, yeah, how you'd spell it. And then, like, all loads of punctuation, including, like, an ampersand. and <laughs> Sure. And then, and then lots of exclamation marks and then some ones after it because you've taken your finger off shift. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's a great name for a band. Thanks, it's well done. Um, so, uh, Simon, you're still struggling, are you? Do you want me to come back to you? Do no, you want me to circle around? No, I'm, I'm never going to be able to come up with something as creative as, as what Suze just did, or, um, you know, uh, better than Queen. But I, I was always quite tickled by the fact that when Tim Staffel sort of left Smile, he went to a band called Humpy Bong. And I just think yes. that's a shame that that isn't a name that is more widely known. So if Queen could have become sure. Humpy Bong and given that to the world i think that would have been a great thing that's true that's true it's a beautiful observation um <laughs> i love your detailed knowledge of history there, Simon. that's very good <laughs> john what have you come up with old bean well i think it has to be something uh impactful and uh have the same sort of um connotations so maybe something like champion or Maybe Mercury would be a good name for a band. Mercury Ooh, would good. be good. Yeah, yeah, like Bon Jovi. You know, you can name it after the lead singer when they yeah, got yeah, yeah. yeah, It's true, good. Mercury is good. So uh, I went straight back to the uh, name that I originally wanted to call my band Blade at school, which was Legend. <laughs> but that's not enough for Queen. So I'm going to call them uh, uh, Legend uh, Legends of Gods. <laughs> legends of gods yeah legends of gods <laughs> that's my alternative like, name for queen sounds like a bad playstation game a port from a pc game that would be... i'd have completed it mate i'll tell you that much <laughs> <laughs> legends of gods completed it <laughs> yeah completed it mate <laughs> 12 hours gameplay completed it exactly there you go look that's what happens you send in a question we you answer it <laughs> Oh, it's all good fan stuff. Listen, Suze, I uh, I think it's time that we uh, had a nice little listen to a letter from one uh, from a couple of our listeners. What you got? I got a lovely letter here. We've had from Jane Entwistle and Lizzie Ortega. Thank you very much, both of you. Hey, they Jane say. And Hello, hello. They say, hi, Queen Pod. We'd love to share our incredible Queen story, which began in 1988, uh, 10 years before I was born. In the first few (laughs) weeks, don't laugh. In the first few weeks at university in Hull, Lizzie spotted the Queen badge on my jacket. An excited conversation ensued about our shared love of the boys, especially in the 1970s era. Yes, yes. It then transpired that not only were we from the same town of Ashton Underline, but unbelievably went to the same secondary school without knowing each other. And we share a favourite album, Queen 2. Yes, yes, yes. That moment started, (laughs) I'm adding the yeses. That moment started a lifelong (laughs) friendship and shared Queen fandom. Both of them will have been fans since the early 80s. We were at the main road gig on the Magic Tour separately, so our first Queen gig together was the Freddie Mercury tribute concert. We were cash-strapped students, but nothing would stop us from being there. We've since been to every Queen tour together, the last one being the amazing Manchester gig on the Rhapsody tour. We're both back in our hometown and have regular Queen nights where we listen to Queen 
watch Queen and talk about Queen. We never run out of things to discuss, even after all these years, especially after a few wines. Uh, I can't relate. <laughs> um, we're avid Queen Pod fans. Lizzie found you and phoned me excitedly announcing, and this is in all caps, people yeah. it's been an absolute <laughs> joy to hear the discussions about each album track especially the deep cuts so thank you all for a superb podcast and connecting queen fans jane entwistle brackets roger and lizzie ortega brackets freddie oh, oh, great letter. Ortega. thank you fantastic awesome <laughs> what a lovely letter brilliant to hear from yeah. you guys that's well read Suze. Hmm. Thank you. I yeah, enjoyed I that. I feel like you captured their spirit. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Oh, that was an incredibly patronising thing to say. So, <laughs> it is time for us uh, to look at what our Queen de la Queen was for Queen 2. Can you remember? What do you think we picked? Uh, I reckon we chose White Queen and... I wonder if I won the battle of Fairy Fellas Masterstroke. I reckon we chose White Queen and March of the Black Queen. Very close. Do you know what you've done? What? You've picked what the uh, the Queen Pod listener group picked. Oh, they went I? for White Queen and March of the Black Queen. We went Father to Son and March Father of the Black Queen. Father to Son. Ah, right. <laughs> So I feel like you might have lost on both counts there, John, because you might have been White Queen as well. It's a bit unfair. And to be fair, I think my fairy fellas... Uh, was it the fairy mm, fellas masterstroke? Is, oh, it's difficult to beat the Black Queen, though, isn't it? It's difficult. You get so much bang for your buck. I stand by the decisions. That's what well, I, I was going to say. In fairness, you stand by the decisions, but again, 
both of those were 50-50 splits, and obviously well, I went with the ones that you you, you agreed so with. So that's probably why bag. you're standing with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree with myself. It would be weird if I didn't. <laughs> Fair enough. It's not an ego issue. It's consistency. <clears throat> right. Okay. Listen. Let's have a let's have a question from uh, Jeff Bailey, please, uh, who was kind enough, one of many people, to let me know that um, there's a phase effect on the drum sounds at the start of coming soon on side B of the game, folks. Uh, that's what that is. Lots of people <laughs> just went, oh. oh, yeah, it's a phase effect that makes those uh, okay. drums sound really cool. So I just thought I'd resolve that while we're here. But Jeff has sent us through a fancy audio clip of his question. Hello, Queen Pod. My name is Jeff, and I live in Belfast. And yes, that does mean I got to see one of the two opening shows of the recent Queen and Adam Lambert tour, and it was absolutely amazing. Um, I've only recently discovered the Queen Pod, so shame on me. Um, but I have a question I'd like you to answer. What is your favourite Queen member guest appearance on someone else's album? I have lots myself, um, but I'm going to pick one. It's a track called Slot Machine, which appears on a Steve Hackett album uh, called Feedback 86. And it very, very prominently features Brian on guitar and um, vocals as well as Chris Thompson um, and Steve Hackett, of course, himself as well. Really, really good track. If you've never heard it, um, try and find it. So the one that uh, occurred to me was uh, there's a track called Holy Man. Have you guys heard that? No. It's a very, very nice tune. Um, it was written by Dennis Wilson. Um, back in oh, the seventies, yeah, for the Beach Boys, and then in I think two thousand eight or two thousand nine, Taylor Hawkins, our dearly departed Taylor Hawkins from the Foo Fighters, uh, started to do a version, and um, and then Brian May and Roger Taylor both got involved with that track. I don't quite know how, but essentially they released this version of that song um, uh, in April twenty nineteen, just before. Mm. The world went to pot, and it is a gorgeous, gorgeous song. Brian May's appearance on The Crosses, Love Lies Bleeding. She was a wicked, wily waitress. <laughs> <laughs> That's from Shove It. Oh, I love Shove It. There's loads of Queen appearing all Great Shove album. It. Yeah, it was mm. good, crazy yeah. stuff. I know John Deacon played on the Barcelona album. 
Mm. Oh, and I, I love, I absolutely love the Barcelona album. I think it's, I think it's right up there with some of the best stuff Freddie's ever done. Um, and he played on "How Can I Go On" on that album mm. and lifts it with his yes. Johnness. <laughs> yes, he does. Yes, he does. As he did with the Immortals. Mr. Lupton? Well, I'm surprised really you haven't all, all gone for the same one because surely this is the greatest. It's, it's John Deacon taking part in the stutter rap. Did you ever hear that? The what? what? <laughs> the stutter rap. <laughs> uh, it was comedian Tony Hawks uh, formed a group and they did a song called the stutter rap. And on the video, uh, John Deacon comes on wearing a blue wig, playing a guitar solo. One of the members of the band then shoot him and then oh. uh, the next scene, they're all in bed with a dead John Deacon. So, I mean, <laughs> surely that's that's the winner, isn't it? OK, Why let's pause recording, everyone. Let's go to YouTube <laughs> and we'll reconvene in 10 minutes. <laughs> that sounds amazing. When I say they go to bed, yeah. they're fully clothed. It's comedy, you know. It's not. Uh, it's not some kind of they're horrific. Not, they're not having sex with the dead. No, <laughs> they're just lying next to it. Just lying silently. next to him. Yeah. Um, that's wow. right. That's wholesome. Yeah, that's an incredible deep cut. (laughs) (laughs) Bit harsh, isn't it? No! Sleep till bedtime! Well, thank you, Jeff, for that uh, question. That very difficult question, uh, but a brilliant question. And also uh, for taking the time to record it on a bit of audio and send it through. It just just makes us feel really, really, uh, like, super modern. We're now on the Queen de la Queen. We're up to Sheer Heart Attack team. Uh, it was Brighton Rock and In the Lap of the Gods for us. In the Lap ah. of the Gods Revisited. And it mm-hmm. was Brighton Rock and In the Lap of the Gods Revisited for them as well. They concur with us. Oh, uh, very good. Yeah? Good tunes. Good well, tunes. Were we unanimous on all of that, Sam? How did that go I down? I don't think we I were. Feel like we? I went no, we were not. Uh, side A, it was Susan John both went for Brighton Rock. Uh, sure. And... Rowan Simon went for Tenement or Tenement Funster. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> of course. And side B, uh, it, it was quite... It was a bit more broken up. This time, uh, Lap of the Gods, the first Lap of the Gods, uh, was Suze. And then, yeah. Ro, ah. you went for Bring Back That Leroy Brown. Simon yes. and John both went for Lap of the Gods Revisited. Revisited. Mm. That's right, Suze, because you like his sort of... Uh... Crazy ah! voice, you know? <laughs> that madness. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's bringing back so many lovely memories. Our innocent time and lockdown in the boiling heat. Just yeah. chatting about Queen and see how far we've It was come. so hot. I remember <laughs> so that, yeah. Yeah, it was really hot. We couldn't have the fans on because it would mess up with the sound. Mm. Um, 
Simon, you've got a listener letter for us, haven't you? Why don't we hear I from you? have, yes. I'd like to thank Simon Davies for taking the time to write in um, and tell us about... Uh, his tribute concert experience, um, he says, Hi guys, when Roger announced at the 92 Brits that a celebration of Freddie's life and career would be taking place at Wembley in the April, I thought I'd really enjoy watching it on telly. As a 16-year-old Queen fan, I still felt raw after Freddie's death and maybe selfishly that I'd never get to see my heroes on stage. My parents had promised me back before the miracle that they'd take me to see Queen on their next tour, but they couldn't do that. So they did the next best thing they could and bought me and my best mate a fellow queen fan a ticket to what would be one of the greatest days of my life i've seen it back so many times but it's those personal moments i treasure from that day that the tv cameras couldn't capture such as the feeling of belonging as a school kid in the 80s and early 90s as a queen fan it was me and my mate against the world now I was surrounded by 72,000 like-minded people. That was an incredible feeling. Can you imagine my excitement upon hearing the sound check as we waited outside the iconic stadium? That was where I first heard Too Much Love Will Kill You, but I had no idea what song Brian was singing from inside. And yes, that was THE Brian May I could hear, so close to me. Then they sound checked We Are The Champions without vocals, and I was in awe. Not as much as when the three of them stepped forward to introduce the concert. It was a genuinely religious experience. These men were my gods and they were there. That feeling never subsided throughout the concert and there was always the sadness of missing Freddie. We were all still very raw, having lost our hero only months previously. The concert was immense, from Metallica, the loudest thing I'd ever felt in my life, through to Liza. <laughs> I recall feeling absolutely knackered by the time Bowie was on stage and the concert seemed to last forever. I had no idea that it was in two halves and that Queen and guest vocalist's part was even going to happen, even though that's the bit we all think of now. The show was relentless, exhausting, uplifting, sad, very hot and just generally mind-blowing. <laughs> it gave us closure, but it also set me on the path of over a decade of intense Queen fanaticism, where I went a bit nuts and collected every book and T-shirt and Queen-related thing a teenager could afford, attended 10 successive fan club conventions, untold tribute band gigs and several Roger and Brian solo tours. I look back so fondly on that day and it's nice to announce to my kids whenever George's Somebody to Love is on the radio, wait for it, Daddy's about to sing, usually met with utter apathy. Cheers for a great <laughs> pod and getting me to fall back in love with the greatest band of all time all over again. Ah, oh, cheers, Simon. Yay. Well done, Thank Simon Davies. What Thank a great you. day that was. Oh, been. that's so nice. John, I'm so pleased that you... you uh... You said to, for people to send in their memories of that day. It, it, it's so clear how potent an experience it was for everyone. Well read, mm. Simon. Thank well, thank you. you. But I, it really it touched the chord with that. You know, when when you're a teenager loving Queen at school, uh, you are very much on your own. And then suddenly oh my you realise yeah, we there are many of us around. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought of something to do with Queen. I've been watching on uh, Disney Plus the Sex Pistols, Danny Boyle mm. uh, I series. It's called Pistol. Um, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I'm, I'm having okay. a great time watching it. Yeah, okay. uh, I, it's kind of done a little bit mythical style. Like it's oh, lovely. It's they've really leaned into the music biopic thing um, in a really fun way. And whoever's playing Johnny Rotten is incredible. But um, <laughs> uh, they said uh, they appeared. They have their first TV appearance, and they're looking at it. And they're and and I think Johnny Rotten goes, "Oh, they're everyone's just going to be annoyed. We're not Queen." <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and I went. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> I'm yet to I'm yet to find out whether they play uh, whether they play out the bit where Sid Vicious meets Freddie Mercury. Oh, wouldn't that be recording cool? Recording day. Yeah, it's incredible. I'm out for Queen it. music's <clears throat> literally everywhere at the moment. Like, you know, like I was watching. I was just catching up on the Britain's Got Talent final and. Just you know, they've always got backing tracks, everything you know, and there was like a crazy thing called Love on there, and like it was just Queen music's just popping up everywhere at the moment. It's really lovely. It's really mm. wonderful. I'm really enjoying it. Mm. Beautiful stuff. Okay. I think they're uh, going to be a big deal. Do you yeah, think, I think they're going to be? Yeah, I think they're going to be a massive band. Yeah, they've got yeah. potential. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, let's have a look at what we picked for the Queen de la Queen for a night at the opera, shall we? Yeah. What are your What are your hunches, Sue's Go on, take a stab. What do you reckon? We what did we for? pick for night at the opera? Uh, yeah. Side A. Did we pick? Oh God, I don't know. I've, side B. Did we pick Prophet Song? We did pick Prophet Song on side B. Good memory. Yeah, Very good I don't memory. Remember. We picked 39 for side A, ah, okay. uh, which is the only area where we differ with the uh, with the listeners, the, uh, the, the the Facebook fan group. So they went Death on Two Legs and Prophet Song. We went 39 yeah. and Prophet Song. How did we go on that, Sam? Do you remember the stats? What the stats? Give us the stats, Sam. <laughs> Some stats. Suze is completely in line with our listeners on this one. Uh, death on Two Legs for side A is what she went for and Prophet Song on side B. Uh, everyone but you, Row, went for Profit Song on side B. You went for Good Company. Oh, yeah. Okay. Which is a nice choice. Uh, and, yeah, Simon and Row did 39 on side A. And John went for Lazen on a Sunday afternoon. Oh, oh, it's, a nice yeah. as well. it's such a good album. They're all, they're all great songs. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Good fun times. Well, do you want to play a game, guys? Yes, please. Yeah. Oh, yes, please. Play the game, play the game, play the game. Giu Lim uh, says, Greetings from Switzerland. So I won't do the accent. Uh, he says, Hello, dear Queen Pod. I've been listening to your podcast since the Sheer Heart Attack one was released, and listening to your pod has always made my day. Oh, lovely stuff for you. Thank you. The things you say are so relatable. That's true. And I feel you're my Queen fan friends that I don't have in real life. Oh, mate. <laughs> no. <laughs> Look around. There's Queen fans everywhere, especially in Switzerland. There's got to be. Uh, your pod really made uh, my days better when I was feeling lonely in the early winter times. Thanks, man. I think you did the same for us. You actually inspired me to write down my thoughts about. One Queen song a day. What a brilliant thing to do. Now, you could play a game where you describe the feeling of a song or what the song makes you feel without giving away too much and the others have to guess which song you mean. What do you think? (laughs) So, it's like, you know when you have to describe, when you, you know those games where like you're given a word like boxing and you have to get the other person to say boxing without using the word boxing. Okay. Okay, got it. Right? right. So by describing the feeling of the song or how the song makes you feel, could we, would we be able to guess a Queen song? So I've, I've come up with an example to help. Okay. Right. So we this song... The, we can call the game Articulate Slate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, John Roberts for the win. Okay, here is your first Articulate Slate. <laughs> I think I've said that right. So this song is all about the rush you feel when you fancy someone and wish you could tell them, but you can't quite. Only one day you can actually tell them how you feel. 
In only Break seven through. days? Yes! Oh. No, Zeus. Uh, yes, John! <laughs> Straight in with Breakthrough. <laughs> It's a game. <laughs> it works. Game. It's a good vague game. It's it's the sort of thing my therapist would give me as an exercise. <laughs> there you go, free therapy, listeners. And I'd go, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> I can't. I don't know if I can do this. Oh, <laughs> 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 okay. No, I've got it wrong. No, I've, no, I messed up. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I suddenly was about to launch into something, but then it would, I clearly misunderstood the assignment. <laughs> right. Oh, no, I'll just do it anyway. It's okay. when It's when you say something um, that's not rude, but it sounds a bit rude. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, okay, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. Innuendo. Yeah, it's innuendo. <laughs> yes, that's... Yeah, sure. That works. That's not the game. That's not the game. But it's a great game. it'll do. Through the sorrow, all through our splendor. Don't take offense at my innuendo. I got one which is the feeling of wanting to get exercise, but I don't want to walk. <laughs> and I don't want to go to a gym. Sure. And I don't want to ride a tricycle. <laughs> no. Ching <laughs> ching 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 ching. <laughs> There's got to be only one way. I just my OCD has to say bicycle race. I can't not. I can't leave it hanging, John. I can't do it. Uh, Simon, you don't need to have a go on this one's occurred to you, but I feel like you're starting to enjoy this game in spite of yourself. This is about horror. Um, what can I do? Um, yeah, okay. This is um, this is very much that sort of feeling when um, no one can see you. <laughs> and you can <laughs> right okay <laughs> yeah, sure, 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 sure. I know that feeling really well alright so listeners uh, that one I will leave hanging listeners at home this is like the sequel to our amazing Queen Charades at Christmas where you could just mime Queen songs at each oh, other yeah. now you can describe Queen songs to each other so a gift from Julian all the way from Switzerland I hope we've handled that very well for you mister that was excellent yeah well, it's good right it was a good game yeah, yeah. So good. nothing wrong with it. Nothing I kind of, it. I kind of feel that maybe we should have all had a few pints before we tried that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're on today at the races in our Queen de la Queen adventure. Uh, we differ differ completely from the Ooh. Facebook fan page. Um, we went tie your mother down and drowse for yeah. a, a day at the races. So it was Roger's first entry into the Queen de la Queen, which we're very proud of. The 
listener group went for the millionaire waltz and Teo Toriate. Mm. Which I respect. I respect. How how did we do stats wise there? I feel like Sousa's in tune with the uh, with the Hoy Poloi again. <laughs> Where did that come from? Hoy Poloi. <laughs> Side A was very interesting for us. Uh, none of you four agreed at all. You all went for oh, a really? different song on Side A. Ooh. So Suze went Millionaire's Waltz. Uh, Simon, you went You Take My Breath Away. Mm. John went for Tie Your Mother Down. And uh, Ro, you went for You and I. I can't mm. believe I gave it to John and didn't put my foot down and stick to you and I on that. But <laughs> do you know what? I, I understand why I did it. Tie Your Mother Down is a major Queen song. There's no, no getting around that. Yeah. Fine, fine, fine. Okay. All right. Well done, John. <laughs> Side B, Rowan Sue's went Drowse, Simon and John went Teo Toriate, agreeing with the listeners. Fair Mm. play. So we're all swimming in the same pool, which is all fine. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So uh, I've got another listener question team. This one is from Dwayne Moore. Putting aside the brilliant musical by Suze Kempner called The Emerald Bar, which you oh, all yeah. from Queen Pod will undoubtedly produce someday. There was a workshop back in 2014 in which both Brian and uh, Ben Elton participated, which I think was meant to be the beginnings of a sequel to We Will Rock You, the musical, codenamed The Show Must Go On, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Perhaps Simon has some inside knowledge of which tracks were considered for the We Will Rock You sequel, but if not, what do you all think would be the songs that would or should be featured in that musical? Uh, he says, I assume it would be mostly new songs not featured and we will rock you with maybe one or two exceptions, but no idea what the creative team would think. Bonus question, what would the storyline be and would it have anything to do with the storyline from the first? <laughs> I've got, I have got a bit of insider knowledge on this, but Simon, what do you know about uh, the show must go on and what happened that you can say? Oh, it was such a long time ago. Um, but I, yeah, I remember it was, um, it followed on from the the previous one so the characters were the were the same um from what i can recall um and i, th- I seem to remember there might have been some time travel involved um that's what that I vaguely re- remembers but um no but it's it's hard isn't it when you think about what songs would go in because there were so many hits packed into the the first one um yeah exactly but actually when you do start to go through and think of ones that weren't in there there are still a hell of a lot that could go in the next one. Absolutely. I'm just trying to think which songs were in We Will Rock You. Um, well, they're pretty much all the greatest hits are in there. So yeah. They'd, yeah. Have to, they'd have to do those all Except again. for Show Must Go On. Yeah. Show Must Go <coughs> On. Yeah. yeah, they didn't have well, time. Show Breakthrough isn't in it. Good. Breakthrough would be good to have. Was Innuendo in there and stuff then? 
It's a right yeah. at the beginning. Oh, Freddy, yes, it is. So it's my favourite bit of the show. Yeah. I think it really sets up. It, set, it sets up the show. It sets up the show really well. So at the time, I was producing a uh, BBC One sitcom with uh, one Mr. Ben Elton, which is, I think, probably one of the greatest privileges of my life. He's an amazing man to spend time with, and he, you know, he knew I was a Queen fan. And these rehearsal stuff were going on; these sort of workshops were going on around the same time. I think as we were making the pilot, so every now and then he'd sneak in and just sidle up to me and he'd go. Uh, we had another workshop yesterday, right? Went very well. It's looking very promising. And I'd be like, okay, what's in it? And he'd go, oh, I can't tell you that, right? Can't tell you. So he'd <laughs> come in and give me sneaky information, but wouldn't tell me a thing. I didn't know anything. I just mm. knew it was happening. And I was getting really excited about it. And then I think by the time we'd finished making the series a year later, it started to fizzle out, sadly, which is a shame. But there is work that's been done. Mm-hmm. Do you know we should do a pod on the on the musical? Um, I think at some point, yeah. See if we can't get someone like Ben to come on and have a chat with us. It'd be lovely, wouldn't it? It'd be great. What is the thrust of the plot of the? Is it the Emerald Bar? Is that what the musical? Emerald Bar. Yeah. Okay. And what what is the plot of that of that musical? Um, it's everyone lives in a crazy topsy turvy world inside a big giant warehouse sized bar called the Emerald Bar. And uh, it f- largely focuses on a really cool girl <laughs> who everyone's overlooked. Um, and she's about 17. <laughs> and uh, I don't know who's going to play her, but it's fine. Like, I, could... I know a lot of people can like age down for stage, particularly if you're quite short. So uh, the... anyway, the rights are up for grabs. Great. That's the plot. It's just about an yeah, well, there, there was there was um, a lot of. She's very funny. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> very funny and belts very high. She, no, there was a lot of stuff about. Well, it was stuff about saving the world, which is um, is a storyline in. Uh, yeah. We will rock you. Yeah. So they could just get a new villain who's not the killer queen. Sure. Which is the villain in the first. The invisible show. man. Just get a new get. villain and call it like climate change or something. <laughs> right, sure. The world we created. Yes, that's, that's the villain of. That'll be in it. That'll, That'll be, be in it. it. Yeah. There was um, <laughs> spread your wings. Opened the show. At the Emerald Bar. Yeah, yeah. We all need that song in the next Queen musical. Yeah, it opens. Of, it yeah, opens the show. 
So I hear you. I hear you. I feel like if if Queen and Adam Lambert recorded a new studio album, that should also open with "Spread Your Wings." <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of the sense I'm getting about the love for that song. Sammy was low, just watching the show over and over again. Knew it was time. Thanks for that, Dwayne. Um, we really let you down. Now, yeah. the other thing that I wanted to... Um, <laughs> we didn't at all. I think we had all that superbly. Thank you very much, Dwayne. A great question. Uh, the other thing I wanted to... Uh, in, in case there are listeners out there that aren't playing this yet, um, if you've heard of the Wordles and the Quirdles and all of that, there is now a mm. Queen Hurdle, right? Mm. Queenhurdle.glitch.me. And you go along there... And we've been doing this, guys. We sent it around on the uh, WhatsApp group. Uh, I can tell you. So what happens is they, they play you like one second of the opening of a Queen song and you've got to guess. If you get the guess wrong, then they'll play you two seconds and then like more and more and more until you get it. Uh, and then they'll play you like a nice big fat clip of the song. And it is lovely. There's a new song every 24 hours and it's great fun, isn't it, Susan? Oh, it's really fun. And You're I it. smashed it today. You wow. did smash it today. Uh, well, I uh, I picked up my stats and I just thought I'd show off about my stats. I've played 20. I've won 20. I've got 14 of them in one second, three of them in two seconds, and sadly, two of them in five seconds. John, how have you done? You gave up, didn't you? Uh, I gave up after... I don't believe you got that flash one in five seconds. I did. <laughs> I, just, I did. I just because what I, No, because what I did was <laughs> no. I... Uh, so for the first... I didn't cheat. For the first... I don't have to cheat. I'm a queen. So for the first two, I'm like, what is it? What is it? And then what I did is I put in Flash, so it brought up all of the tracks on Flash. And then I was like, I reckon... Oh, I so I and think I got that's that on the sort second. of cheating. Why is that cheating? Because it brings up the list cheater, of songs. Cheater, Jason. You're looking at, you've got to do it using your mind alone. <laughs> uh, but I didn't even get that in any. I didn't even get that listening to the whole 30 seconds. Oh. I Yeah, that's the thing, John. I feel like... You missed one, <laughs> and then had a drop because you, you know, you texted everyone to tell us it was all a rubbish game, and uh, and and you boycotted it ever since. And I'm like, you're forty now, man. You can... I think it should be Queen Hurdle, apart from the Flash Gordon song. <laughs> sure, sure, <laughs> sure, that should be exempt. No, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Are you enjoying it, Simon? Are you playing as well? Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, I thought yeah, this morning's one. I, I got. 
I got in a second, but I had to really, I had to sing it through in my head because mm. it's in, it was from Night of the Opera it's where the songs overlap. blend into one another. So you're kind of getting a bit of the other song before it before you can get this one. So yes, there's a couple that have come out of that run of songs at the, uh, yeah uh, on Sheer Heart Attack, and it's like oh, which handles for which bit. Yeah. My one thing that I'm impressed with is uh, so producer Sam and I will send each other our little things every night of you know what we you know the little stat share. And Sam, you're you're hanging in there, man. You're doing all right. You're getting quite a lot of these. Yeah, a lot of them have been from the stuff that we in the pod we've covered in the pod so far. So I do Mm. know pretty well Um, from that, especially the early seconds, just from the editing of it. Um, But the later ones, we help. But the later ones, I'm just guessing based on what I don't know, basically, Mm -hmm. (laughs) or like what of. I think there was Don't Try So Hard was one a couple of weeks ago, a week ago or something, and I got it until the word don't turned up in the song, so I went, oh, okay, oh. I know there's a song called Don't Try So Hard, I'm going to guess that. <laughs> Once on um, the Radio X show I used to, I, I nearly broke the world record for the most Queen songs recognised by their opening line. However, whenever I got one right, Ellis would waste time by saying correct. So I think I did like, I think it was like 14 in a minute or something. And the record was 15. And he said correct 14 times, which is probably 14 seconds wasted. That's a saboteur. Sam, while we go through the next bit, can you get 15 first lines (laughs) from Queen Tracks together and we are going to put John Robbins to the test on this very pod. I'm not joking. Let's have a quick look at the Queen de la Queen for News of the World. Uh, We did have a little differential with the... um, with the uh, with the listeners, however, we both agreed on side A. No prizes for guessing what was our Queen to the Queen for side A. Yes, spread your wings. Ah. I can't argue with that. But I feel like maybe I went for fight for fight from the inside or something. Sam, I can't remember. You did, but everyone else went spread your wings. Uh, John went uh, all dead, all dead. Oh, lovely, John. Oh. Lovely choice. Thank you. Yeah, it's an eclectic band. Um, and then on side B. Uh, and I remember I got into some trouble for this because I said It's Late was my choice for side B, uh, which does coincide with um, the listeners. They put It's Late. Um, but then my song of the whole album, my favourite song of the whole album was My Melancholy Blues. And uh, that was the song that went into the Queen de la Queen from us as well, wasn't it? So Spread Your Wings and My Melancholy Blues. How did the old uh, <laughs> stats shake down for that one, Sam? Uh, Susan John both went... Melancholy Blues and Rowan Simon went, it's late.
So I have a lovely listener letter from one Abby Kinsella. Hi, Abby. She says, Hi, Queen Pod. Fairly new listener here. Not a new Queen fan. Been Queen obsessed since the age of three when I assisted the only song that our household was to listen to for about a year was the No, 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 No song from Auntie Kay's Wedding Disco, which I don't know what that is. Is that a reference to? No, 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 no. Was that a Queen song she's talking about? The No, No, No must be from Bohemian Rhapsody. No, 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 okay, 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 yes, the opera bit, right, sorry about that, well, we've given ourselves away there, Abby, because we're not listening to Bohemian Rhapsody in the discotheques anymore, get with it, girl. 16 years later, and Queen have been with me throughout my entire life, I revised for my sats to sheer heart attack, my GCSEs to News of the World, and my A-levels to Queen 2. Great choices. I wrote parodies to remember information. Sheer Heart Attack now has an alternative version about cardiovascular health. <laughs> Such a good revision tool. I came third in a worldwide trivia competition to name the Queen song as quickly as possible. And I've written about Queen for my university newspaper. This is good outreach work. Uh, Abby, I held off on listening to the podcast for an embarrassingly long time because I was scared. So much discussion about Queen is laden with tragedy because of the fate that befell Freddie. People forget the highs in the journey and more specifically the fun, the spectacle, the ridiculousness. They treat Queen as something to be revered or something untouchable. Perhaps they recognise the genius but they forget what the genius allowed playfulness the genius was so complete that it allowed space to be juvenile to be tongue-in-cheek to be scathing to write songs about cats and about cars and about fried chicken to weave comedy music hall into rock and roll and to talk about travelers from the 22nd century so yeah i was scared sometimes media surrounding queen makes me sad but then a few weeks ago i had the absolute time of my life at queen and adam lambert in manchester yes mate and my brain was in full queen mode i simply could not leave the podcast unlistened to and i was met with four kindred spirits who get excited about the same details of the music as me the brighton rock oh rock of ages is my bit she's capitalized my bit <laughs> <laughs> who find queen in their everyday lives like i do and who have an arsenal of fun facts ready to go for every situation so i wanted to say thank you thank you for the passion thank you for the joy and i'm going to end with a question that you could possibly help me with i'm just finishing my second year of a university linguistics degree and start my dissertation next year i'd love to wrangle a queen related topic if i possibly can any ideas for a queen themed linguistics dissertation i can't remember linguistics i only did linguistics return it's not all about trochee and spondy and stuff (laughs) smoking crack wow i can't remember linguistics is um it's the mechanics of language isn't it Hmm. Don't know. Uh, uh, Mustafar is uh, uh, a amalgamation of m- many different language forms. Discuss. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> yeah. Does that do it? <laughs> That'll do it. That'll do it. <laughs> That's what I've got. Anyone got anything? Any linguistics chat they want to throw down? <laughs> I think we're struggling I with that. Barely one. speak English. I did a script writing sure. degree, and I can't remember. My, well, I could I could probably make my dissertation that I actually had to do for my degree just make it about Queen, make it about Queen songs because my dissertation was uh, on intertextuality, so I could find all the links in different Queen songs to oh, different wow. pop pop culture um, moments that they reference and and link it to what was going on at the time. 
then I wouldn't have to write about on the buses, which is what I did write about <laughs> on my dissertation. Because they did a movie, on the buses movie, yeah. And I, the, I, I did a whole bit about focusing on why films based on sitcoms always fail. Uh, and <laughs> my example was the on the buses movie. Um, oh, so then I wouldn't so have to do that. I had to watch. I had to watch labor. so much on the buses. It's <laughs> 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 part of my degree, and I wanted to be a performer, so th- it sucked. So yeah, I could just do about Queen albums instead. How how much intersexuality is there on the buses? Intertextuality, not intersexuality. That makes so much more sense to me, Sue. Loads of intersexuality. <laughs> Him and Olive, they're always say. at it. <laughs> Listen, we've got a fancy audio clip question. Should we hear that? Uh, should we listen to that? That's, uh, yes, please. That's from all the way over in America. Hello, Queen Pod. This is Lisa Repito in Flora, Mississippi. If John Deacon agreed to answer one question, what would you ask him? I would also like to just tell you how much I enjoy what you do and appreciate everything that you bring to this podcast. I think I have listened to every episode at least twice, and I I look forward to it every week. Uh, Thank you very, very much for for everything you do. John Robbins, happy birthday. I think you're going to (laughs) find that the 40s are, in fact, fabulous. And I have tickets to see you on June 10th at the Earth Theater, so I cannot wait. Thank you very much, and bye. It's like the lady with your favourite accent, John. Best accent on earth. (laughs) That is an amazing accent. So good. (laughs) Yes, repel. That's so good. What a a difficult question, though, Lisa. My God, my God, my God. If you had had the opportunity to... Like, that's the thing. Like, I'm always like, oh, if I run into John, if I run into John, that's more about me getting to complete the set than it is about what I'd actually do if I ran into John. I don't know if I'd be able to... I don't know how I'd... I'd just feel awkward and guilty mm. for being a Queen fan in his presence, I think. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> oh, John, wow. I'm so sorry, I like Queen. <laughs> I think if I ran into John, I would take great personal pride in saying absolutely nothing and not acknowledging him and letting him get on with his day-to-day life. Yes. But I would, if I could ask him a question, I would say mm-hmm. which... What's the most annoying a member of Queen ever was uh, during the recording or touring process? And who, who was it and what were they being annoying about? Oh, do you think he would... I think he would either say, oh, I can't really answer that, or he would give you an answer that went on for days. <laughs> that is a good question. That's a very good question. Uh, how about you, Suze? I cannot top John's question. I'd, no. I'd, uh, no, I'd listen that. in like that. Yeah. I'd go like that yeah. and listen yeah. to that answer. You're getting into John's that... boat there, Simon? Well, I, there, is so, there are so many questions, aren't there? But yeah, I, I definitely like, you know, John's John's idea of just sort of going, all right, and then that's it, you know. Sure. But if he just happened to have his bass guitar with him, I'd just say, could you just play the bass line for Save Me, please, while you're there? hopefully he'd oblige have you ever met him Simon? no, no, written to him a few times pleading with him to do an interview but nothing yet one day one day man, keep having the faith Uh, my question for John Deacon would be uh, did you keep your Invisible Man hat 
And can I have it, <laughs> I love the fact that if you cut one question with John Deacon, that's what you'd ask. <laughs> Still yeah, got can, the hat. Can I have your hat, mate? Yeah. I bet he'd let me have it. Oh, yeah. I do wonder if he has lots of stuff. Like, if he has a sort of a room full of he memorabilia. Must, he must be proud of what or... he achieved. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, completely. Mm. Yeah. Yes, because... And, and all of that pride is tied up in his love for... For Freddie and stuff as well, he wouldn't be dismissive or anything. No, no, no. Um, let's hope so anyway. Um, but Mr. John Robbins, let's uh, use your sensitive and dulcet tones to hear a listener letter. This is from Ellen. It says, Hello, Rose, Sue's John, Simon, and producer Sam. My name is Ellen, and I've just recently turned 18. Queen have been in my life for around five years now at this point, which seems quite short considering how much they've impacted my life since then. Neither of my parents listened to much music, so I only really discovered Queen when I was 13 through my older sister. Their music resonated with me from the very beginning as someone who has always enjoyed musical theatre and classical music. I found that Queen's variety, theatrics, boldness, and especially Freddie's incredible range for expression scratched a particular itch in my brain that most contemporary music wasn't able to. I fell so deeply in love with their music that I'd composed an arrangement of Bohemian Rhapsody on the piano all on my own when I was 14 and insisted on playing it in my very strictly classical music recital. (laughs) Praise be to you. As the years have passed, I've noticed how instrumental Queen have been in some of the most challenging times of my life. I found them when I had just recently moved to a new school, and their music had not only comforted me when I was feeling particularly lonely, but also acted as a point of conversation between my new classmates that allowed me to build new friendships. Queen was there when I came to terms with my bisexuality, with Freddie acting as an incredible role model, whose story helped me accept who I was and gather the courage to come out to my closest friends. And now I am freshly 18, and I'm less than a week away from graduating and moving to a new country where I'll be studying for university. Leaving home ain't easy has been on repeat while I've been packing up my things, and so is your podcast. As I mentioned previously, I enjoy a whole host of musical genres, and in particular I'm extremely fond of classical music, 40s and 50s jazz, disco, Japanese city pop, and even K-pop. I often times find myself wondering how some of my favourite non-Queen songs would sound like if Queen covered them. This leads me to my question. What non-Queen song would you want to see Queen cover? And which of their albums do you see the song maybe fitting into? Already anticipating hearing something about Frank Zappa from John. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for all you do. All my love, darlings. Ellen. Thank you, Ellen. That was an amazing um, letter. And so... Fantastic. So glad to see Freddie has been a positive role model for you. Mm. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, I'm going to go for anything by Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> She's our current queen. So Halo, that's what I'm going for. <laughs> Halo. <laughs> Sung by Freddie Mercury, please. That's what I've gone for. I have always wanted to hear Freddie sing Heaven on Their Minds from... Uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh, I remember um, you saying, yes, you'd want Freddie to do some musical numbers. Mm. He's got no, that. no, I just, no, no, that, just it was that specific that song. Mm. Right, okay. Yeah, it's it's basically a rock song. It's not really a musical film. Sure. Um, yeah. I just think that would have been life-changing. So I'm just going to throw it into the mix again. I'd like to hear, uh, I think it would have to be a, a track that would sort of suit their scale. I wouldn't mind hearing them have a go at Bat Out of Hell. Ooh. Oh, right. God, oh imagine. Well, wouldn't they? I yeah, think that yeah. would be pretty great. And it could yeah. have happened. It was in the era. Mm. Yeah. Go on, Simon. You got a cover? Well, I just, you don't have to. 
No, I'm just curious. Is um, and I, I'm, um, I, I know that sort of the moment where Adam Lambert Kate became sort of the uh, Queen became aware of him was when he did whole lot of love on American Idol. Mm, sure. Um, I would love to have heard Freddie have a go at that Ooh. just to see because I mean Adam does it amazingly well, but hearing you know Brian and Roger on that as well. Um, that would be it. Yeah. So I know they have yeah, done yeah, it yeah. on tour with Adam, but no disrespect to Adam. Oh, really? Yeah. They've sort of done it a couple of times just as a nice sort of extra thing to keep themselves interested. But without any disrespect to Adam, who does it amazingly, I would love to hear Freddie have a go at that as well. Yeah, of course. Been a whole he whole different song. Yeah. If I did have to pick a Frank Zappa song, I would love <laughs> to hear Brian May uh, covering the guitar solo uh, Watermelon in Easter Hay, which is a very, very beautiful uh, guitar solo. It's about sort of six minutes long. I'd love to hear Brian have a go at that with a bit of delay. Ooh, and Freddie nice. is the little voice over at the start swearing. <laughs> <laughs> I've glazed over producer Sam. Has he finished? Has he finished talking? <laughs> He's done. You can put the headphones back Is he done? On. Okay, all right. Well, let's get back then to Queen. Uh, and look, sorry, Tom. No, that was great. It was a great choice. Um, okay, good fun game. Very good fun game. I think we could go on for hours on that. But lovely stuff. Thank you, Ellen. Um, <clears throat> let's uh, wrap up where we are with the Queen de la Queen towards the end of the 70s. We're up to jazz. Once again, we are completely in tune with um, our listeners on the fan page group. As we have all gone for Let Me Entertain You and Dreamer's Ball. How did that shake down there, Producer Sam? Pretty well. It was uh, Susan... Simon both went for Let Me Entertain You on right. Jazz Side A. Uh, John went for Jealousy. You went for Mustafa Row. Oh, and yeah. on Side B, Suze went for Leaving Home Ain't Easy, I believe. Uh, and then Dreamer's Ball was John and Simon. And then Row, you went for um, <coughs> Dead on Time. Nothing wrong with that. Why did you do a cop for Dead on Time? Oh, just scared John was going to come out of the computer. And... Oh, and start getting angry again. <laughs> yeah, no, we did. We did get proper vice needed. We did. It's really important for everyone to know that we are friends. Like we're all friends. No one's, <laughs> no one's fallen out. It's all been fine. But we did, we did get really up this season. I've really enjoyed that. It's been nice to properly go at it. It's why we want Queen Chats, isn't it? Uh, and also, uh, we threw in as a little bonus. Uh, Sadly, you weren't with us there, uh, John. But um, when we did Live Killers, we threw in We Will Rock You Fast as a little bonus. What I love is that uh, the Queen fan book group put in We Will Rock You Fast and then in brackets, Row Went Rogue. (laughs) 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 But anyway, it's nice to have that in there. Which brings us to a, a pretty epic moment in this podcast, which is where we are about to find out what the poll results are for the B-sides. So Mm. episode three of this season, we always do a ranking episode, and this season we did... uh, So we've ranked the videos, we've ranked the uh, album covers. This season we ranked uh, studio tracks that do not appear on one of the 15 studio track albums, and there's all sorts of caveats and bits and bobs that you can find if you go and look online. Um, and we did our ranking, and then uh, we invited how, all the listeners to send in their rankings, and producer Sam is going to take us through that. How did we do? How many people sent their, sent their stuff in, and how did you do the maths and stuff? We got lots of votes from listeners, uh, 122 listeners. Wow, uh, wow. well done everyone, thank you. their top ten. Uh, which was very cool. Uh, 
every song got at least one vote from the listeners as well. Which mm. is oh, great. Worth mentioning. Amazing. Uh, I think at least nine was what the minimum number of votes. So, Gosh. maths has been done. This is the weighted top ten. So, eat your votes are worth 50%. Their votes are worth 50%. Great. Okay. okay. So, the final top ten with this amalgamation at number ten. <laughs> Sorry, John. It's stealing. <laughs> number 10 that was number my 10. number 2 choice it's gone all the way down to number 10 John can't stop smi- smiling the <laughs> smugness of his smile it's an outrage Suze, okay you're trying to indicate sympathy but you also seem quite happy that Stevie's down to number 10 I'm annoyed it's in there at all oh for goodness sake carry on Sam you're all dead uh, inside. number 9 <laughs> Number nine, my life has been saved. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And number yeah. eight, yeah. Soul Brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No harm. No harm. Uh, big, soul. big, big love from the listeners. Soul Brother, actually. Good. Seven, love kills the ballad. Ah. Okay. Amazingly, at joint fifth, then two songs ended up at fifth place, which was exactly the same number of points. Yeah. Mad the Swine and Hang On in there. <laughs> See, they're equally as good as each other, John. <laughs> they're equally as good as each other. Discuss. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> well, it's been proven. We now have science to back it up. <laughs> no, you're right. Hang on in there's a much better song. Let's carry on. <laughs> number four. It's uh, Suze's number one, See What a Fool I've Been. Oh, mm-hmm. nice one. Oh, nice one. So okay. got a lot of love out it there, was... right? popular yeah yeah Yeah, it was one of the most popular ones from listeners which brings us to our top three very Mm -hmm, interesting mm -hmm, top three mm -hmm. number three thank god it's christmas okay fair play tune absolute tune yeah number two i go crazy yeah what at number two why is it a number two what is wrong with people Why isn't it a number one? I agree with Suze. <laughs> what is wrong with people? So what have they put a number one? Well, number one, it, it was the clear winner on your list. It was the clear winner on the yes. listener list. It is the clear winner. It is no one. No one oh, yes. Good uh, choice. Yeah, absolutely. That got 45 number one votes from listeners, right? It was 109 out of 122 listeners had it on their list. It was, Yeah. Wow. Clear, clear winner. Fair. I 
go, I go crazy at the top of their list can come round my house on Saturday night and we are going to get drunk together. <laughs> That's <laughs> so threatening. 27 people <laughs> did that. You're having 27 people around your house getting yeah, drunk. Yeah, 27 correct people. <laughs> and we're going to play I Go Crazy on repeat. Until we literally all start jumping off the balcony. It's going to be amazing. Ro, you yeah. sound like a serial killer. <laughs> oh, dude, was that too creepy? <laughs> sound like you've gone crazy. He's gone okay. crazy. Yeah. I, I, have, I have, I have, I have gone crazy. Um, well, <laughs> so there we go. What's a result? Well, there we go. And I guess, uh, well, I guess we've differed quite nicely from uh, where we originally were, yeah? Yeah, very different. Uh, no one but you is the same. Thank God it's Christmas was number two on your list. Yeah. Uh, I'll go crazy was four on your ultimate list, right? Oh, yeah, at least that's gone similarities. A uh, couple of differences. Yeah, it's a nice okay. list. Uh, I can. We'll get the postings of all this. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. We'll put them out. We'll put them out. Lovely stuff. Something thank like you that. so much, producer Sam. Well okay. done, everyone who took put, you, part and voted. Thank very, you. very good. Uh, look forward to doing another one soon. So there we have it. Uh, we have all kinds of bits and bobs. We're about to do a draw for the final pair of Queen tickets. That's happening in a second. We've also got a mini pod out about Brian May playing on the rooftop of Buckingham Palace, haven't we, Simon? That's a little mini pod that we did. Uh, and that has essentially brought us to the end of season three, where we have looked at uh, Jazz, uh, Life Killers and The Game. Not a bad mm. series at all. Mm. Good haul. Very good haul. Lovely mm. collection of songs. Uh, lovely transitional period for the band. Loads of good history from Simon over the series, so we're really, really happy. Uh, next series, we will be looking at the Flash Gordon album, of course, Ooh. and Hot Space and the works. <gasps> what a lovely, juicy, yummy series that's going to be. We may... We should talk about this. I think it might be... We did the uh, mini-pods on Greatest Hits 1 last year. It might be fun to do uh, mini-pods on Greatest Hits 2 this year. It could be fun for summer. So mm -hmm. we'll discuss that maybe come back to you uh yeah so uh check us all out at the queen pod on twitter and on instagram uh you can email queenpod at thequeenpodcast.com send us questions if you record them we're very likely to use them uh if you write them we will try and use them and uh we love hearing from you and also go along to patreon.com forward slash queen pod to uh work out how to to look into how to give us some support and help keep us going now on that note, producer Sam, it is time to see who is going to win two tickets to see Queen at the O2 in a box with a load of Queen pod podheads. It's going to be great. How do we do this? How does it work? I've uh, got everyone's names and I've stuck them on a big online spinny wheel and I'm going to spin that wheel and we're going to get a name. Yay. Okay. So are, these, are these people who have entered specifically or is it all of the, uh, all yeah, of the so, Patreons? Uh, any Patreon that wanted to enter and could attend uh, were allowed to put their names down Amazing. Uh, for that. Uh, what was brilliant was the other tickets have gone to... Uh, uh, people who are on the Facebook Queen Pod Facebook group, and they all had like little things they had to do to qualify. Like they had to send out a tweet about us and uh, see if they could. Like uh, I know that um, Angie Whitworth Pace, for example, did a little TikTok about us to her 
mad amount of TikTok followers, little stuff like that. So it was all getting the word out there, which is wonderful. We're so grateful to them, especially oh, that's lovely. Katie Schwarm and uh, and Sarah Chapman who've been who've been driving all of that. Mm. And, uh, we love your support, guys. Thank you so much for all of you that that get involved and participate. Makes it really worthwhile for us. Right? Do you want to share that screen, Sam, so we can all have a watch and make sure you're not cheating? Because <laughs> <laughs> if your name is. comes up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what are the chances? Okay, is that up? Can we all oh, see? Oh wow, yeah. that's so cool! That's an actual spinning <laughs> wheel with everyone's names in there. An actual spinning wheel. My goodness, the perfect thing for an audio podcast. Wow, <laughs> yeah. so many people: Terry Horsfield, Paul Clark, Jeff Bailey's there. We heard from him. Lee oh, Wood. Aaron Poston. Aaron yeah. Poston, lovely boy. You know Aaron? Yeah. Lovely boy. Kimberly Stone yeah. is in there. Jennifer Finch. Loads of people are in there. So cool. All right, then. What happens now? Click to spin. <gasps> good spinning sound. Yeah. It is good spinning sound. Where is it? Oh, it's, going. it's slowing. It's slowing. It's. Oh, it's Tammy okay. Sparks! Well it's done, Tammy. Tammy Sparks is the winner. Wow. Goodness me, she's in America, I think, so she's gonna have to get a plane ticket. <laughs> get a move on. But I have a feeling that she might be. Uh, yeah, I think she's uh, Angie Whitworth Pace's best mate, so she may well be. That may well have made it up for her. That is awesome. That was truly random. We've all witnessed it. The winner is Tammy. Yay. Enjoy what a show, high! Tony. Yeah, what a high <laughs> to finish the series on. Legit Queen Times. Everyone happy? Yeah. Yes, very happy. Yeah. Lovely stuff. Well, we'll see you all again very, very soon. Thanks for all your support this series, dear, dear listeners. Uh, it only remains for me to say goodbye from myself, uh, Suze Kempner, John Robbins, Simon Lupton, and producer Sam. Goodbye! Bye! Bye. This has been The Queen Pod, a Seven Seas Films production. Edited and produced by me, Sam Easton. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and stay in touch by emailing queenpod at thequeenpodcast.com. Thanks for listening and see you next time.